Welcome back, Toby McKinnon with you. Race six is the Vin Knight Memorial Pace. Interesting race. I think Kafaji will work his way to the front here over Relentless Me. She's Alan Tormey. Certainly holds that on her racket as such. She was a good third last week. Will she hand up probably as a two-year-old? She's handed up five times the lead, Relentless Me. She ran third as a two-year-old in the Tatlow. She ran fourth in the Breeders' Crown semi-final as a two-year-old. She ran fourth in the Victorian Oaks. She ran third in a Vicbred Heat as a three-year-old and fourth in the Vicbred semi-final. So those five times she's surrendered the lead have all been in really good races with two-thirds and three-fourths. This is a pretty good race as well. So you'd expect on that that Relentless Me will hand up and she'll be right in the finish at $8.230. From there, does Kafaji work to the front? Does Raw for Roscoe sit outside him? Probably. Where does Pull the Other Leg end up? Dan, there's a few nice horses in this race. Uh, it'll be a very interesting race of Night Memorial. And it is intriguing, um, the the possible scenarios, uh, trying to look at a, at a race map there. If Raw for Roscoe is exposed without cover, well, he's uh, he's vulnerable then, isn't he? Um, mm. uh, Relentless me, they might um, decide to take the trail and it might make her a really good each-way play. She's going well enough now where I think I'd entertain her more for uh, to be able to win the race if she did take a trail. So if that was the case, who, who does lead? Is Kafaji quick enough to take advantage of two or horses like Mighty Flying Art and, and Arg and pull the other leg and even Aussie Battler, they've all got really good gait speed. So that could open up the race in the early part. And if that's the case, I think it suits Raw for Roscoe. Um, probably also suits a horse like Joni in as well. Yeah. Um, and, and maybe Crime Rider. Um, but I, I thought the four Raw for Roscoe, um, it would be the one. But again, it depends on the first couple of 100 metres of that race. It, it if I think you might have even brought it up last week when there's a field of really fast or, or front line of fast class horses, uh, fast horses, and um, they all concede that the inside horse is the fastest and they <laughs> yeah. don't come out of the gate, and yeah. then you don't get that speed generated like you think they would initially. But I think Raw for Roscoe, the four, four, two, one, and six are my selections here, and Joni Inns, the other one I would have liked to have put into the mix. Because if the race shape is the way that I'm thinking it might or hoping it might be, uh, he can be finishing over the top as well. I think he's going well enough to be considered a winning chance, number nine. But I've tipped four, two, one and six. Four, two, one and six in the Vin Knight Memorial. The seventh is the Bob Knight Memorial. So we go from son to father, the great trainer of popular arm. And another intriguing race, Dan, an Aussie playboy. Taylor French and this horse have combined sensationally well. Uh, 11 starts they've had together for no wins. $19,400 in prize money. She'd love to win a race with Aussie Playboy Taylor French. She's been driving the horse to almost perfection. He goes around over the odds every single week, it seems. He gets his chance. Uh, Our Uncle Jim's also racing well. Uh, Sly Terror was terrific last week, and our old mate Monomia can't be discounted either. And and Steel Screens, interestingly, has a terrible record from three-back defence, run sixth, seventh, and eighth on the three occasions he's been there. Yeah, it is. It's a race where you make a case for most of the runners, if not all of them. Look, I've been with Aussie Playboy all the way through, and I think he's a terrific chance. But the last couple of weeks, he's been at really good each-way odds. This time, he's been well found in the market. Uh, I, I think our Uncle Jim offers a bit of value. He's been getting to the line really well recently. 
peg line run. How far back in the pegs he ends up, I'm not sure. If uh, Sweet Passion's the only one to cross him early, well, he gets a lovely run, but he could well end up three back the inside. But he can finish off a long straight at Kilmore, and I thought he, at 10 or $11 he was an each-way play. Aussie Playboy is making his own luck. He's got enough gate speed to be right up there anyway, but also good coming from the back of the field, so more of a complete racehorse. Uh, five is Sweet Passion, come off the gate, really good last start, much better, and uh, and Major Banbar could have found a spot for Sly Terror and for Cemetery Bay as well. It's just that sort of race, but I thought one at the odds each way, one, three, five, and four. One, three, five, and four. Yeah, Cemetery Bay certainly can figure as well. It's hard when you've got to only narrow it down to four sometimes then because you want to get about nine of them in there, don't you? Yeah, and conversely, the other way, when you can find your top two or three and you, <laughs> and you, you, you scratch your head, who do you tip fourth? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Again, race eight, the Roger Reeves Memorial Trot. And an interesting race, this. And there, there is one, I think, is it value? And that's Golden Sunset, a horse that just loves to lead. It's led on eight occasions for three wins and four seconds. It seems to just go much better in front. And just to compare the two, uh, the last mile for Golden Sunset last week was 2-1, and it ran an extra 30 metres on the track. And the last mile for Central Otago was 2 minutes, 0.1, and it ran an extra 10 metres. So off the basis of that... There wasn't a lot between Golden Sunset and Central Otago last week, and uh, Chiron's uh, not always great away from the mobile. So if Golden Sunset gets a soft lead, it could certainly run a race here at at big odds. Central Otago was huge last week. I don't think anyone would disagree with that. And then you've got Elder Baron Dino, who's three weeks in a row uh, into a campaign. Like you kick off first up, second up, third up, three weeks in a row at Metro grade. So I just wonder... If he's going to be a little bit flat, he seemed a little bit flat last week, whether he'll just be that little bit flat as he builds into his campaign. And anyway, Hugo, how can you leave him out? And of course, Revel Stoke won a size. So I'll be interested to see how you can get all those into your first four, Dan. Plus, Bol- yeah, no, plus Baltica. <laughs> yeah, well, I've come up with Baltica as my top pick here. Yeah, I think yeah. it, was, it was the value runner and had improvement to come being third up. Coming out of a pretty good race last week and hasn't really got those races run to suit with the smallish fields. Um, and then the sprinting home, and this this might be more genuinely run. Uh, look, I thought a horse like Majestical Bell had the, the gate speed to, to maybe cross them early. So there's a number of variations as to how yeah. this race could uh, pan out, chopping and changing. There could be moves for the first lap. Uh, and if that happened, I think it would suit Baltica. Um, whether uh, Chiron was able to hold up and Baltica's even three back the inside or whether it had got away from the pegs and was able to finish on, I, I think... Uh, at $11, it represented a really good each-way bet. But all of the horses you you mentioned, Zaram's the other one, is a good sit sprinter. Yeah. Uh, the more pace generated in that race, it'll suit it. Uh, Eldebaran Dino, uh, second up. I mean, the first up run was fantastic, wasn't it? And there was nothing wrong with the second up run either. There's a bit bit of depth in this. Uh, but he, he looks a really good chance. Uh, you mentioned Revelstoke and, and Central Otago with improvement to come off a really good first-up performance. So I tipped 8694, but I, yeah, I, I'm trying to work out how I could have put anywhere Hugo in because he <laughs> deserves to be in the mix. I don't think he's been out of the top four for uh, for quite a while either. So it's a good race to win with, and um, I've just gone with a bit of value with Baltica, 869 and 4. Yeah, hard to leave anywhere Hugo out. He's just racing so terrifically well. And I think it's come from the regular racing. He's he's He seems like he's as fit and healthy as he ever has been, or at least since he's a three-year-old. And that regular racing seems to just be working with him.